you're about to hear the first episode of our Patreon-only podcast. Okay, love you. Hi! As the next few weeks go on, we'll be releasing the first five episodes on each of our five podcast feeds, so make sure that you're subscribed to all five of them so that you don't miss one. You can join our Patreon at the $10 tier to get access to this bi-weekly show and along with early access at the $1 tier and Aficionados Discord server is now available at the $2 level. Uh, if you join a higher level, you also get all the levels below it. So please check it out um, and enjoy episode one. Okay, love you. Hi! This is a Patreon-only podcast from the Aficionados Podcast Network. If you're hearing this, you know who we are. I'm Robin. I'm Brittany. And I'm Sam. Uh, this podcast is a bi-weekly account of topics that we want to talk about. Oh, the first five <laughs> episodes of this podcast are going to be going up like a week later on our five various podcast feeds. So the first five episodes are going to have like a slight theme to each podcast. After that, all bets are off and we get to talk about whatever we want. Um, we use the acronym Oakley for this show, O-K-L-Y. And as a Patreon sponsor over $2, go check out the Oakley section of our Discord server and you can talk to others about this show and all of our other shows. Please check it out. And by others, um, us. You can talk to yeah. us. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're also we're there. there too. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is going up on our Riverdale feed, so we're going to be talking about our guilty pleasure shows, like Riverdale. Um, <laughs> Just like the sheer shade of it. That, that's the end of the notes that I wrote for this. We are uh-huh. going in straight blind for this now. One might call it raw dog. <laughs> one, might. one might, but should one? <laughs> no, one probably should not. This is like unfiltered. <laughs> this is like unfiltered, like my actual personality. It's like my podcast personality is goofy, but this is my real personality, and <laughs> she's out of control. <laughs> now you're in our hell. <laughs> I would say that like Riverdale isn't technically a guilty pleasure show for me because I am. Not guilty. Yeah. However, I gotta say, that last mid-season finale made me feel a little guilty. (laughs) At at some point during the last couple episodes, I was like, why am I still watching this? (laughs) I know. Like, I'm gonna keep watching it, but like, why? But like, why? We came up with the theme for this podcast pretty early, but then we were just like, guilty pleasure is kind of an outdated saying because I don't let anyone make me feel guilty about something that I enjoy. If I watch Riverdale and you think it's a guilty pleasure, that's not it's you. just- You're the one who's guilting me! Yeah, it's just a pleasure. I know it's stupid. I don't feel bad about it. But now I kind of feel bad about yeah. it. It made me feel a little bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, by the time we got to the storyline where Veronica was in a helicopter accident and was cheating on her husband with Archie, but then cheated on Archie with her husband, I was like, okay. Yeah. And I didn't even get to the trash bag killer, which in itself is the stupidest friggin' thing I've ever heard in my life. And when Betty's real brother married her fake brother <laughs> and their mom officiated the ceremony after they had broken out of prison because they're both serial killers. Right, and they decided not to wear suits because they didn't have any, so they just wore their orange prison wear to their actual wedding. Well, orange is the new black. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I guess that's part of all of our disclaimer about all of these is that (laughs) do any of us truly feel guilty for enjoying these things? No. I wouldn't say so. I think each of us chose three things to talk about. I don't think any of us actually feel guilty about any of those things. Oh, I definitely do. Oh, okay. This is definitely things that we think other people would consider guilty pleasures of ours because they're lame and or embarrassing, question mark? Mm-hmm. And or just like very different from what other people are into. Right, right. Kind of. Does, is anybody dying to talk about their first one? I think you are. 
Oh no, that's okay. No, someone else go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. okay. So the thing that I feel genuinely guilty about enjoying is YouTuber drama. Oh. Um, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I have very discerning tastes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my tea channels are very carefully curated. So I only watch about three tea channels, but it's... Oh, only three. Can you explain to... Mostly uh, Dave, oh, yeah. probably. Okay. <laughs> mostly <laughs> Dave, what a tea channel. channels are commentary channels that keep up on YouTuber drama or actual scandals or, in James Charles' case, crimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they report on them. And so the ones that I pay attention to aren't the really fantastical ones. They're people doing, like, actual real reporting. So, like, Angelica Oles and Tea Spill are my favorites, and I watch them all the time. <laughs> I know everything about these people's lives, and I don't know why. Like, when Tana Mojo and Bella Thorne started dating, I thought I was going to hit the stratosphere. I was like, <laughs> this is the best couple that has ever happened. And, of course, I'm like, now they're just both such awful people. <laughs> Truly terrible. Basically, I'm obsessed with bad people. Uh-huh. Because they're bad. It's, it's gossip without having to, like, have any personal stake in it. Exactly. And, like, it's so dramatic because their lives are, like, absolutely bonkers. It's like, it's like celebrity gossip, except that the YouTubers consent to being gossiped about. Yeah. Because they're the ones who message the drama channels with their own drama. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's like when... They uh, start the tea. It's yeah. like when people DM the Hollywood Fix just so the Hollywood Fix will show up. To, uh, to talk to them. <laughs> James does that all the time. Yeah, Ryland did that too. Literally, I was listening to Angelica Oles and she was like, so I actually talked to James about his penchant for like messaging young boys Ugh. and told him that he needed to stop treating his followers as a dating pool. Oh and, my know, God. He, he didn't listen. There's 16 allegations against him now. Ugh. I'm like, you're a pedophile, bro. This is the kind of stuff I keep up with. And then I'm just like, I need to get a life. <laughs> Other than Tana Mojo and Bella Thorne, like, what is something that you, like, was, like, one of your favorite? Oh, my God. Dramageddon 2. The with Jeffrey Tati, Jeffrey Shane, Star. all of that. It's ever-evolving. Like, Dramageddon 2 was in, like, 2017. There's new stuff coming up today about it. As someone who was very sucked in and lured in by the, like, giant marketing scam of Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star, I also really enjoy, now that I know they're terrible people, watching Shane Dawson, like, have a meltdown on mm-hmm. IG Live and, like, yep. embarrass himself. Right. I was completely taken in by Shane Dawson. I, like, after, you know, I was not a fan of, like, his early stuff no. and, and all no. the things. But then as soon as he started doing, like, the ghost stuff and the conspiracy, and the conspiracy stuff. stuff. I had oh no my idea he did any of that gross stuff. I only yeah. ever watched his ghost stuff. Yeah, I was a huge fan. And when this when this came out, I was so sad. Like, I was so glad that I hadn't bought any of the merch, yeah, which yeah. I genuinely considered buying because yeah. I really enjoyed his content. It's just insane how, like, even the people who you think are the most pure yep. aren't. And it sucks. It's like, who, who do you trust? How do you trust anybody? You know who I trust? Jenna Marbles. And she that's left it. and she didn't need to. But that's how you know you, she's trustworthy. That's how you know yeah. she's trustworthy because, like, she committed the smallest offense of YouTuber offenses yeah. in the grand scheme yeah. of things. But she genuinely showed remorse for it. And, and then deplatformed like, herself. Literally took it down her own platform. That was, like... The biggest heartbreak. And I think the thing about YouTubers is it really shows that celebrity culture is insane. And not insane in like, oh, that's crazy. But in a, why does this exist? Mm -hmm. If there's one thing that the pandemic taught me, it's how non-crucial celebrity culture is 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. It's useless. Stan culture, useless. I think it makes way more sense to stan fiction than it does a celebrity. Yeah. Because celebrities are real people. And if you hold them to impossible standards. They'll always let you down. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, like, just, uh, what do they need attention for? 
They don't. They don't. So my first one kind of dovetails into YouTube as well. Yeah. So I can, I'll go next. My, first of all, I've been like an active YouTube watcher since I was in high school. I would oh, say yeah, that, like, like since YouTube was invented. Yeah, like I think I was like I've just been watching YouTubers like television more than I watched television a lot of the time. You definitely yeah. got me into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of YouTubers that I'm like not at all embarrassed to say that I watch, you know, mm-hmm. like of course Jenna and like I watch a lot of BuzzFeed Unsolved is very good, I recommend. DIY YouTubers, true crime yeah. YouTubers. Yeah, everything. yeah. But I also watch like I watch a lot of like Sims YouTubers or like like I don't Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch a lot of Let's Plays. Like I'm ashamed to say that when I was in <laughs> high school, I was subscribed to PewDiePie. Ma'am, oh. I had an achievement hunter phase. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was literally just to watch him play The Last of Us and then I think I unsubscribed. Either way, <laughs> so I watch a lot of Sims YouTubers. I used to play Sims a lot when I had more time. I was so close to finishing the 100 Baby Challenge last year. I think I'm still on like 96. Yeah, you're killing, you need to finish that. You're, you're so I know, close. I just don't, I don't have, and then I just like stopped because I had other things that I had to do and now I like, basically I need to finish my 100 Baby Challenge and like, I don't know, start a new one or <laughs> something. Or like some sort of legacy challenge. Anyway, I watch lots of Sims YouTubers so uh, Lil Simsy, Plum, Bella, and like Kelsey from BuzzFeed are like the three that I mostly watch. Is um, Kelsey still at BuzzFeed? She just left because she finally finished her 100 Baby Challenge. Honestly, good for her. Yeah, and so now she's doing Sim stuff on her own channel. She's gonna um, make so much more money. Yeah, so I'm not ashamed to say that I will watch a Mr. Beast video. <laughs> it's fun to watch him spend a bunch of money. I love watching rich people spend money. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's why I like to watch Jeffree Star videos until I found out he was a mass racist. Yeah. But, like, I love watching rich people spend their money. Yeah, it's and so plus, irresponsible. And plus he gives it to people who, like, need it, and it's awesome. Yeah, Mr. Beast is a way nicer person. I would say that, like, the thing that makes it a guilty pleasure for me watching Mr. Beast videos is that, like, I'll go to work working with children, and they'll talk about Mr. Beast, <laughs> and I have to pretend that I don't know who Mr. Beast is. Yeah. Okay, but, like, if you didn't pretend that you didn't know who Mr. Beast is, they would probably think you're even cooler. I'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. Well, you have to be subscribed to Mr. Beast because if you ever meet Mr. Beast on the street, he asks if you're subscribed to him, and if you're subscribed, sometimes he gives you money. So you have to be subscribed to Mr. Beast. Just (laughs) a friendly tip from me to you. (laughs) Mr. Beast, I would, I really need $30,000. Let, just the let amount of money he has, he could just give it to you. Honestly, like, let me know. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't recognize him. I don't Probably know. I think is. I could because he looks like every like average bearded gamer dude. Yeah. He's a, bit, he's a beard, right? Um, Sometimes. sometimes. I've, I've written enough not, not like a big, not like a, not one, it would probably just be like scruff, really. Yeah. But, and, and also, most of the videos that I watched of his, I watched, they were like challenge videos that he would do for his friends, and so he would hardly ever, he would hardly be in them, like sometimes he's in them, mm-hmm. and then other times it's just like his friends, so like Chandler and Chris are like way more famous than actually Jimmy is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's my first one, is like, I just watched a lot of YouTube, I have been with John and Hank since 2010, yeah. and so, Yeah, but like, Hank's killing it on TikTok. So he definitely is. He really yeah. is. Oh, I recommend Dear Hank and John, by the way. It's like one of them. Every time a new episode comes out of the podcast, I'm like so happy. <laughs> I just recommend their books as well. I met Hank and I saw John at, at the various leaky cons that I've been to and, oh, and VidCon and um, I just love them. Oh, I also watch Good Mythical Morning every morning. <laughs> yeah. So basically I watch a lot of YouTube <laughs> more than I watch TV. Yeah. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. I 
don't watch a lot of YouTube, but I will fold one in here just for the sake of being on theme. I know what you're saying. You know what? It is a guilty pleasure. I'm addicted to binging with Babish. That's not a guilty pleasure. Sure, I thought you were going to say Remy. I thought you were going to say oh, Remy, too. Oh, Remy. Oh, yeah. I also Remy? watch Remy. Okay, I have, like, two YouTube channels that I watch, and it's Remy Ashton's YouTube channel and, like, her whole thing, and binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a legitimate subscription that I think everyone should have. I think so too, but I will just sit here. Like when I eat, I watch him cook. That's what I do. His voice is so soothing. He sounds like H. John Benjamin. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just very satisfying and very calming and he makes food from your favorite TV shows. So like what's not to love? I do not consider that a guilty pleasure. I consider (laughs) Remy a guilty pleasure because that girl is the stupidest person that's ever been on the internet. And I say that with affection, but that head is aggressive. No, but like, like, but she's delightful. Her head is empty. And that's probably why I like her. (laughs) If you want to go back to, like, what in my opinion is, like, some of the golden age of, like, genuine YouTube fun. And vlogging. And vlogging is, like, that's what Remy's channel is. Also, she just has, like, a really pretty house and, like, adorable dogs. And she buys stuff and does, like, hauls a lot. And I love a good haul. I love consumerism. Yeah, (laughs) that's my biggest guilty pleasure is I love to make a purchase. I love to make a purchase. And I love to watch other people make purchases that I can't make and, like, decorate their giant houses. I would spend hours just watching people buy things and then showing me what they bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm also guilty of that. Since and, you mentioned, uh, like, old school YouTube, I just wanted to say that I will still watch Dan and Phil. <laughs> I have Dan and Phil merch, I do. That's nice. vintage. Yeah. That's, that's like, OG vintage. Yeah. Like, well, that's Barats and Beretta era. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't feel guilty about either of my YouTube preferences, but, yeah, they're both delightful. Mm-hmm. What's your first guilty pleasure that you wanted to talk about? So, my, my one of the ones that I came up with is the television show 911. It's not high quality by any means. It's not good, it's, but that's entertaining. It's very, like... That's why this is on the Riverdale. Yeah. Shows that, you that, that, like, target, like, middle America moms... It's literally like watching a 45-minute disaster movie every week. Yeah. But with a really cool cast. Because, like, they have a lesbian couple. And they have a diverse cast. And, like, it's really fun. And Angela Bassett is there. Angela Bassett is there! you can't go wrong with Angela Bassett. That's all insane! Like, like it's pure chaos because it's, like, Ryan Murphy. So, you know, it's (laughs) a hot mess at the same time. Glee but was it, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, Glee, Glee was, was, Glee Glee was, was just a, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guilty. It was a guilty pleasure until it just was guilty yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> Glee was guilty of hate crimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's so it's it's Ryan Murphy, so you know it's it has to fall into the guilty pleasure category. Yeah, but it's it's very entertaining, and I I enjoy a good disaster movie, which could also fall under guilty pleasures. I will not feel guilty for my <laughs> my loving disaster movies. <laughs> it's also different than a lot of medical dramas and like firehouse dramas or whatever that are on TV because like you see a lot of those Chicago Fire and Grey's Anatomy and ER and like in the zeitgeist there's a lot of that genre over and over and over Mm -hmm. but 911 feels different to me because it is, it shoves them all into one it's like the 911 responders the 911 like call center people and then cops yeah it folds them in together nicely in a like side of that genre that you don't see in every single other version of it's that more genre. It's the drama and the action and less of like the like the medical stuff and yeah. the 
you know, the living or but dying the, thing. the setting is more broad because they're not stuck in a hospital or exactly. stuck in a precinct or, or stuck in a firehouse. So, like, they get to go do all sorts of different stories every week. And it's still, like, you get to watch a giant mudslide happen or a man tape himself to a building. Oh my god, the, the dam breaking? The dam breaking. That was and, like, good stuff. This woman has to like crawl several miles through the like sewage system to like save herself and it's it's fun. And Angela Bassett, she's and just Angela there. Bassett is there. Angela Bassett's there. And Lo- she just eats that show up. Love to see a MILF. We lo- I love to see a MILF. <laughs> okay, so my uh, second one that I picked was I want to thank the mouse for Disney+. <laughs> Plus. So true, Misty. I just want to thank the mouse for Disney+. Plus. I think it's $90 a year, but I share it with mm-hmm. my mom and my sister, so really I'm only paying $30 a year for yeah. it, which I appreciate. Absolutely worth um, it. I'm happy to spend that $30 a year on Disney+, Plus because I have been re-watching the shows that I used to watch on Disney Channel in my youth and mm-hmm. the Disney Channel original movies that I used to watch. Yeah. And not all of them hold up, <laughs> but some of them do. The main ones that I wanted to feature in this conversation, mm-hmm. I, I've said on a couple podcasts, I don't remember exactly which ones I've said these things on because, you know, we have five feeds and who's to say. My guilty pleasure is that we have too many podcasts. <laughs> but we have had, uh, I've, I rewatched all of Sweet Life. So I rewatched Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, then Sweet Life on Deck, and the Sweet Life movie. So I'm like completely rewatched on Sweet Life. So Sweet Life and Wizards of Waverly Place and Sunny with a Chance are, I think, my like top three. Yeah. But I want to give a huge shout out to a trilogy of movies that I <laughs> I always had the opportunity to rewatch, and I always took that opportunity at least once a year. Uh-huh. Um, the High School Musical movies mm. never stop being bangers. <laughs> they completely hold up, and I when Disney Plus came out, I was able to rewatch Camp Rock. Oh no! Oh that no! One does not hold up. No, it does not hold up. Uh, how we rewatched Jump In, and that one was still yeah, pretty that good. Yeah, Minutemen was always really high up on my list. I always felt like nobody really knew about Minutemen, but I gotta say, Minutemen was good. I rewatched yeah. Minutemen, and it's still good. So I like Minutemen. Princess Protection Program is good. This is all like really specifically like my era wa- of growing up. Now I'm there's... sitting here, I'm like, I want to rewatch Smart House. Yeah. I don't know if I ever watched Smart House. It's Katie Seagal is oh yeah is the house. And she like sort Stop of there, I'm in. takes yeah. over. <laughs> Stop there, I'm in. And I know that there's like like decoms that have happened uh, like previously from that that are all really iconic. But like that Cadet Kelly, yeah, Cadet, <gasps> oh, Cadet, Cadet Kelly. Kelly is a gay movie. Yeah, all right. We rewatched Lizzie McGuire movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they graduated from middle school in Lizzie McGuire movie. You know how you graduate from middle school and then you go to Europe? Is that not a universal experience? You didn't. You I went to think... Disney World for the first time in grade eight, if like with my school, you, if that helps. In... I can't talk sh- because I went to China. But okay. like in the grand theme of your memory, when you're thinking about the content of the Lizzie McGuire movie, I you're think thinking 16 you're thinking, at least. You're thinking they're like 17, 18. I, you think they're going to university. They're yeah. 14. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I mean, bringing this back around town to Riverdale, like looking at KJ Appa in the pilot and knowing that he's going into grade 10 is very funny. It's like, yeah. it's like that is not a grade 10 or like, where is your wimpy? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like actually just, where is your wimpy? Yeah. When, uh, when I was back, where, where is your, your awkward? Where's your awkward? Where's your act? Where are your swipes? <laughs> um, what? 
your the swipes, you know, like the binder that you had, and you had like a specific swipe. Y'all don't know swipes. I don't know what you're talking about. Y'all look up swipes. I had a swipes, and I thought I was the coolest thing in the entire world. I had those Um, stretchy book covers. When I was in high school, we called them minor niners. That's what you were called if you were minor in grade nine. Niner? You were minor niners. They're like, oh my god, Archie got hot over the summer. I'm like, you can't go from a minor niner to that in one summer. I'm sorry. <laughs> the only thing that ever surprised me in middle school was that my ex-boyfriend, his voice dropped. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> this would be like a, a theme in like high school movies. I rewatched it, but you guys watched Moxie for the first time. Mm-hmm. First of all, I also recommend that. It's on Netflix. It's very good. The Moxie is fantastic. Definitely watch it. Um, But like, it seems to be a theme in which they're like, what? This hot man who looks like not a high schooler? Oh, well, last year he looked like a wimp, but now he doesn't. <laughs> but and now he's very attractive. It's not how puberty works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I mainly wanted to talk about High School Musical and I didn't, but High School Musical is still incredible. The songs still slap. The characters are amazing. The acting is so good. Zac Efron is a comedy actor. He, he <laughs> absolutely is. He's very um, funny. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to just give a big shout out to High School Musical. I've loved High School Musical actively, like, since it came out. Like, I rewatched the High School Musical trilogy at least once a year. It's amazing. I'm with you. I support you. So my guilty pleasure for like movies and shit is that I don't feel guilty about any movie that I want. This is controversial. Oh boy. (laughs) I feel endlessly guilty that I am caught in the Disney corporate machine. (laughs) Because I know that corporations are evil. And I know that like the kind of unchecked and unfettered capitalism we have right now is going to end in our destruction. And like the monopoly that Disney is like creating in the... in every so arena. Dangerous. I love they you, the everything. mouse. I love you, the mouse. Like, <laughs> they own everything. It's so bad. It's so horrible for competition. But shit, if I don't love a Disney it park, I'm sorry. serotonin. Like, I feel so bad because, you know, if there is a possible thing is ethical capitalism, that's what I want. Because yeah. I like to make make a purchase. You know, and I like, like I like having the diversity of things that are available for me to make a purchase of. Yeah. But they're not ethical. They're horrible. But a god, I really, really, really love a Disney park. And there's so much in this house that's Disney, and I'm just like, But, however, a lot of the things that we have in, like, of Disney here are things that we bought from, like, small businesses who are capitalizing on Disney. That's a good point. I am looking at a pillow that I did buy from the Disney store, though, so... (laughs) Like, there are several things in our home that we bought from the Disney store, and, like, I'm not sorry. (laughs) I I feel like it's not up to me personally to end that. It's up to politicians, so, like, I'll hold them accountable. Like, Elizabeth Warren, you go ahead and do it. Break up Facebook. Like, go ahead and tax Walt Disney more money. Please do it. Please do it. And, like, make them pay their workers higher. I just, I'm also going to continue going to the parks once it's not panini time. Um, And once we've all gotten our vaccine. (laughs) Like, I am guilty of being a Disney parks gay. Yeah. And And that'll haunt me. I have to live with that. I am also a Disney parks gay, but I feel significantly less guilty about it. Because it gives me so much serotonin. Fair enough. So, yeah. Yeah. Y'all ever just, like, go, go to sleep... And just map out a day of Disney in your mind. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to get yourself to go to sleep frequently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to calm yourself down. I'm yeah. like, I bought into the corporate machine and um, I'm not coming back. Yeah. I like think about which food and drink items I would partake in at any given time. Yeah. And like, I pick my out my hotel. Food and wine. And, and I daydream about when I'll get to stay at the contemporary. And yeah. 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 It's bad, but um, it's, it's what I have. It's yeah. 
It's a delight. Where else can you get an all-inclusive vacation that also includes a theme park that is so comprehensive like that? Like, even, I love going to Universal when I'm in Florida as well, but, like, the theming of Disney to, like, every inch of what you partake in is, like, it's just so better. much, it's, it's so much stronger than any other theme park vacation yeah. experience. Yes. If, if you're listening to this on the Riverdale feed, you already know this, but I'm, I'm writing a fan fiction, Snake Parents, and <laughs> also Betty Charles and Jellybean and Jughead, and they go to Disney World. And no one's evil. And no one's evil. Mm -hmm. In fact, Charles and Jellybean are my two favorite characters, because I made them up. They don't exist in the show like that, <laughs> but I love them. And I have a day, like, mapped out on my, like, chapters of when they're gonna go to Universal. Mm -hmm. And all of the Disney days that I'm doing, every chapter about a Disney park, yeah. I can see that park in my head. I know I exactly where we're I going. Can I can help you. That, for the Universal day? Yeah, I, yeah, I can do like, that too. Okay, I good. because several I, times as a child. Yeah, I feel like I haven't been there enough. I just, like, don't remember enough about it that, like, half of it is gonna be just, like, me mm -hmm. making stuff oh, up. Oh, I can walk you around the whole island of Adventure Loop. Same. That's good, because all I remember is Diagon Alley. <laughs> <laughs> I went with my family to Orlando for the first time when I was nine, and we did Disney and Universal, like, all in one trip for, like, two weeks or whatever, and it was amazing. But then, my family is such, like, roller coaster junkies more than just, like, the theme park in general, so we would go back every winter break, like, after Christmas but before school started again and we would go to Universal mm -hmm. and so I have Universal like down in my head. Yeah. Other than if, if Harry Potter land hadn't happened there mm -hmm. um, that I would have preferred to go to Bush Gardens every single time just because they I've had. I've never been to Bush Gardens. Me either. We should. It's. I don't know if I would like to go anymore just because it was the uh, like the roller coasters there yeah. are like very large and like I love just, that. It's like big big thrill ride place. That sounds up my alley. As I get older, I'm just like, do I want heartburn or you know? <laughs> like, like I'm gonna feel sick after. I'll probably get a headache. I don't know. You know, you know what? You pop some yeah antacids and you just go have fun. Yeah. yeah. So we should go to Bush Gardens and some right? Advil and just yeet me into the stratosphere. Yeah. I, That's what I want. I feel so guilty because I actually once went to SeaWorld. I've oh, been, I've been I've to been SeaWorld. I've been to I feel SeaWorld. so bad about it because, like, now that I know just how evil they are, mm -hmm. like, I kind of knew at the time, mm -hmm. but I was like, maybe it's not so bad. No, they're really evil. Yeah. But I went on the best roller coaster ever called the Manta, and it was oh, like, you were like, like I went within on, the last 10 years. Then. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was on, like, the one that, like, where you face down the entire mm -hmm. time, and it was um, I've definitely also been to SeaWorld, but that was when um, that was when I was there when I was in grade eight. So. Yeah, I went when we were nine. That was part of the like that when I was nine, not we. We were not nine at the same we time. We were not. What? When I was nine, that was part of the big Florida trip at nine years old. Mm -hmm. I think it was part of our high school trip, but the Manta was just being advertised and not built yet. Yeah, I rode that. Bitch. I'll never get to ride it because I. I'm not going to give them my money, but it looks amazing. And they, you could tell they were desperate for people because if you, like, went again, they gave you a 50% off coupon, and I was like, well, maybe you should just treat your animals better. I don't know. <laughs> like, just be an ocean-themed theme park and let the animals go. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or send them to an aquarium that will treat them properly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So my last thing is just the entire concept of a rom-com 
Yeah. Which is like, I think the classic guilty pleasure, like just when you think of a guilty pleasure, it's like, ah yes, cheesy rom-coms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mine is uh, just any rom-com. And like, I'm fairly discerning, like I'm not gonna watch like Hallmark rom-coms to be honest, oh, no, because no, no, like, no, no, no. that's not my thing. I'm too far. Taste. I'm far too gay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for yeah. that like arena. But I do love a good like blockbuster, cheesy rom-com with like, here are all your favorite cheesy tropes, yeah. cheesy uh, tropes, and like your favorite yep. like celebrities doing like romance stuff and like falling in love and like I fall for it every time. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it so much. Those terrible movies that were out for a little bit in like the early two thousand tens, where it was like sixteen stories that all overlapped, like right. Valentine's Day and oh, like right. New Year's yeah. Eve or whatever. That's not my like go to, but like. I'll, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any of the movies that they push out around Valentine's Day, I'm going to eat it up. Yeah. I just want more gay ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I honestly feel like they're coming. They need to. They it's, have to. Uh, like, it, it, it should have, it makes sense to me that it would have happened, like, years ago. Right. But, like, in what world is this not happening? I really am so tired of all the, like, small selection of gay movies that I have, either being period pieces or, like, about gay trauma. I just want to watch a stupid movie where, like, a group of friends is like, oh my god, we're gonna set you up with, like, the hottest girl ever. And it's like, and then they they fall in love. Yep. Or, like, she falls in love with the girl, like, trying to set her up with someone else. You know? Right. I just want like, something goofy, something fun. If you set it in space, even better. Like, not all gay life is a- about being sad and coming out and how hard everything is. Kevin Keller. Like, <laughs> like, usually we're just a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Like, it's just, there are, we, we fall in love too, and we also don't talk about how terrible and sad our lives are every single day. I don't it's know how they, aspect of it. How like, they not like, understand that literally just do everything the same. Everything yeah. the same, yeah. except make them both women. Exactly. It's so easy. Yeah. Do everything yeah. else the same. Yeah. You genuinely don't have to change anything. And, and not every s- movie has to be that way. Yeah. There is room for, like, movies that no, like, like, talk about our trauma, like but I want something stupid. Like, I'm glad that those exist, because, like, they make me feel seen. Yeah. Because, like, yes, I have lived through the trauma, but I don't always want to think about that when I'm watching a movie exactly. where I feel seen. <laughs> like, I also want to think about how happy my life is, because it is. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, more gay rom-coms is my um, number one request mm-hmm. for um, the world. Yeah, I just, I love a rom-com. What are your favorites? My favorite in general movie to watch over and over is Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. because it's fantastic. You can't sing along to Mamma Mia and feel sad about anything. Yeah. Like, it's impossible to feel sad while watching Mamma Mia. But I also, I really love classics like When Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail. Like, those are some Hitch. good ones. Hitch is I a great one. Hitch. Hitch, The Proposal, Crazy Stupid Love sounds like it'd be stupid, but it's no, such a that, good movie. That's a genuinely good like, movie. Like the scene where everybody realizes who everybody else is and they all come together in the backyard and like it devolves into utter chaos will never not be funny. Exactly. You can have seen it a dozen times and it's funny every time. It's hysterical. Rom-coms where I laugh and cry. Best kind of guilty yeah. pleasure. My last one is that I play a lot of phone games. A lot. Because, like, they're the only time that my brain turns off. So, I play the Tell property. me you have ADHD. Yeah. Tell me you have ADHD. So, I play the Property Brothers game 
because it's a match three gem game and then you get to decorate a house too. So yeah, I definitely feel guilty about that because then I have to admit to people that I'm not just sitting texting or doing something for my business. I'm playing a Property Brothers game. It's so embarrassing. But it, no hits, it. it hits all of the like little fun things in your brain because it's a matching game, which are like I love fun matching. for you. And it's also a decorate your house DIY game. Which I love! Because we love to decorate our house. <laughs> And if you can just do it on your phone while playing also another game. Exactly. Win-win. I absolutely, like, I, I feel so guilty about it because, like, it's stupid. But I <laughs> absolutely, I love those kind of games. Not saying that you guys are guilty about it, but can you talk a little bit about your actual problem with Star Trek timelines? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, That's not a I problem. Was... That's a solution, mama. <laughs> I was gonna say, we, I'm not, I don't feel guilty about it, but we are constantly playing Star Trek Timelines. It is so much fun. It's one of the only phone games that I've ever actually, like, consistently played. It's a card collecting game. Because, like, you collect the characters, and then you, like, power them up, and send them on missions, and, like, it's a card collecting game, but it's also half RPG. Yep. In a, such a small scale that, like, it's got so many, like, completable achievements and, like, goals that it, it gives me a to-do list. And then <laughs> which I, I love. To-do list. And then I And then I get rewards for completing my to-do list, which is something that I love. Any app or, like, process of life that can be gamified is a big motivator for me. Oh my gosh, um, speaking drinking water. Speaking of, like, guilty pleasures, any app where I get, like, rewarded for doing something <laughs> is a guilty pleasure for me because She has I, gamified her workouts. Uh, yeah, I have. I use the Peloton app and Plant Nanny to track how much water I get because I get little plants and if I drink enough water every day, they grow into full-grown plants and exactly. then I can get another plant and I have a whole greenhouse full of plants. Because I'm so <laughs> healthy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Peloton has really, like, gamified their app because if you you do like a certain amount of minutes of working out on the app you get a badge or if you do a specific themed workout you get a badge if you do a certain amount of like strength workouts you get a badge and I'm like I like stickers <laughs> uh, yeah I, I do be loving stickers <laughs> so yeah I, I love rewards for like a while there I like actually played Harry Potter Hogwarts mystery and mm -hmm. then I think at one point I had like missed the deadline for like a thing I had done every other yeah like challenge on on it and then mm -hmm. I missed the deadline for one of them and I was gonna have to wait like two months before I was gonna be able to do it oh, again. Oh no. Um, and then I got so mad that I stopped playing. And I get it. That's Are such you... a huge gap too yeah. that it's like at what point is it worth it then? It wasn't turning into an Animagus because I had turned into an Animagus already but it was like, kind of like that where it was like a, a little extra thing that you could do. It was a timed thing that you had to do and it was something like getting being able to turn into an Animagus. Right. And I couldn't do it. I just had to wait and I was like so mad. Like I, I was so caught up to the point where like I would catch up and then it would be like wait for more. Like, that's how, how yeah. caught up oh, to yeah. what I was. And so the fact that I just, like, had to sit there while everyone else was an Animagus or, like, had a Patronus or whatever, and mm -hmm. I just didn't have one, I was like, I'm out of here. Because it was yeah. taking up a lot of space in my brain <laughs> in my life. And so I was like, I don't have to do this anymore. And now I would say that the game or the phone app that I spend the most time on, other than, like, Twitter and stuff, mm -hmm. is TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. That's just smart. That's keeping up with content. Yeah. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. same. You know what? I am happy to announce that I now get paid to spend time on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. You it's know? part of your, like, big girl job. Yeah, it's literally part of my job that isn't this or owning my business. It's I literally get to spend an hour a day on TikTok and I get paid for it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. 
Thank you. I love TikTok. Like, it's just such a pile of all the things that I love in one spot when the, the algorithm, algorithm understands me. Like, and it's good stuff. Like, when you see hacks and DIYs, yeah. they're actually good. It's like hacks and DIYs. There's recipes that pop up for me because I'm on cooking TikTok. There's, like, hilarious things that happen. Taylor Swift content, like, mm -hmm. I get well, all of the things that for? I need from when? spending my time on TikTok. I'm even on Star Trek TikTok. Yeah. Star Trek TikTok is really good. I am loath to mention this man, but, like, when the giant Cheeto tried to take away <laughs> TikTok, I was, like, genuinely actually afraid. Like, I'm not American, so it wouldn't, it, like, it wouldn't actually affect me. I could still stay on TikTok. Yeah, but, but you all of the American content from content, Americans, yeah. Exactly. It was going to be a huge They're loss so fun. to me. Literally, there was a tweet the other day that was like, I know Americans are going through something, but when, post the funny. Please, mm -hmm. do dance for me. Please, you are funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Americans are very funny. Yeah. <laughs> right, I would miss all of the American content that I would get on TikTok. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> here we are at, my, at the last one. <laughs> oh no, we're done. Um, <laughs> the next episode is going to be about comfort shows, so I apologize in advance because I'm going to be talking about this two <laughs> episodes in a row. What? Yes. Once again, something I'm not guilty for at all, but some people might consider it to be a guilty pleasure, mm -hmm. I guess. It is like just like this super nerdy thing, I guess. Um, I ha has never stopped me before, but it's true. Whatever. I talked about this on our Stranger Things podcast recently. Um, but when Brittany and Sam left, they were gone for like a month and a half. You guys were only supposed to be gone for three weeks, but you guys were gone for a it's month and a half. It's not our fault that our niece was like two weeks yeah. late. I was genuinely like worried about my sanity because I was going to be- I was also worried about your sanity. Well, I was going to be off for two weeks from work because it was spring break. And so mm -hmm. I didn't have to go to work because I worked with kids depending on when they were at school, basically. Yeah. We weren't at school for two weeks, so I was going to be alone for two weeks and Brittany and Sam were supposed to be back by then. Yeah. But then they weren't. And so I was like, Emily goes to work. And so I'm sitting by myself all day for I'm two injured. full weeks. What am I going to do? And thank you so much to TikTok for <laughs> it, it started showing me these clips of like this. It, it basically it's college humor's real play like D and D thing. Yeah, yeah. they're live um, playing D and D. Yeah, so like, and it's like hours long. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna try this out. It has saved me. I don't <laughs> even like. I don't even know. Basically, I paid sixty dollars. <laughs> for a year membership so that I could watch all of it. I've got mm -hmm. everything. But the first season is on YouTube and it's called Fantasy High. And basically it's like this fantasy realm, but there's one state or like town in it that's like normal. So like mm -hmm. everyone's kind of like a fantasy sort of character. So like you've got orcs, you've got uh, devils, and demons, and yeah, wizards and goblins and everything. But they all go to this like normal high school basically. <laughs> and they live in this just normal town. And then they they're basically going on like an adventure based on that. And it's professional improvisers from College Humor doing mm -hmm. this and the most incredible dungeon master in maybe the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like really fun. It's really accessible. The second season is only available on the subscription service and it's like way more high fantasy. So not as accessible, I don't think. But the first season is free on YouTube and it's just like the best. Mm -hmm. And it's also like so diverse too. Recently, this is in the second season and everything, but like one of the actual main characters came out as Ace and I cried. Mm -hmm. uh, it was wonderful watching that happen because she didn't know it was going to happen. So I look over and Rob is just bawling her eyes out and I was like, 
You Are good? Are you okay? <laughs> and then we went in there and, like, watched the scene again with her, and I cried. It was and very I, like, cute. Yeah. It's just, like, so awesome because they're, like, professional players. So, like, you're watching it how it's supposed to work, mm-hmm. but, like, in such a fun dimension. Yeah. And the story is so good and the characters are so good. They're all so, like, real. Like, you get to see combat the way it's supposed to be. And literally the first season is 17 episodes long. It's all, like I said, it's free on YouTube. Please watch it. I would die. And every episode is an hour and a half long. I watch it on 1.5 because my brain goes too fast. So, like, you can get through it. I'm telling me you have ADHD. <laughs> but you, so you can get through it pretty quickly if you do that, I guess. But, yeah, like, I literally, I made playlists. I made aesthetics for the characters and... It's just like, there's my joy, thanks. Mm-hmm. That's your serotonin. That's the serotonin. I'm very happy for you. I'm glad that you found that. Yeah. I'm not at all guilty, but... Um, and you shouldn't be. It is truly, it like, that's... Like, if I'm sad, I'll just go in my room and watch, like, some of that and be like... Everything is okay. Yeah. The world is all right because this exists. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. Go on YouTube and search <laughs> um, Dimension 20 Fantasy High. You'll find it. It's great. It's very good. Huge fan. Like, if you like Critical Role at all or whatever, yeah. like, because that's, like, the big popular one. Yeah. You would love this. Yeah. Critical Role, I think it has, like, 500 plus hours to catch up. So, like, that was just genuinely not possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've also heard from people who watch both that this is like I said, more accessible and, like, just easier to catch up on and it's an easier way to understand the mechanics of the game. And apparently Critical Role is a lot, like, slower, apparently, as well. So mm. I recommend it. Even if you don't watch D&D or, like, know much about D&D, you'll catch on really quickly. And it's so fun to see, like, how many variables there are, really. Could go well, could go terrible. Who knows? It's literally random. Yeah. And then, like, trying to, like, connect the story together based on these random roles, it's... Really cool. And it's, like, well acted because they're already improv actors. Yeah. Which they're basically, you're basically just doing the whole time. It's just insane. So, thank you so much for listening to our first episode of OK Love You High. Thanks for being here, guys. We appreciate you so much. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you know about all of our other podcasts, but please go and check them out. And you can also go and check out the Discord server for each of those shows to find like-minded people as well as us. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Um, We love and appreciate you all so, so much. You literally make this possible for us, and that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, You can follow Appy Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. I should probably take off some of these. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One day we will. Yeah, mostly Twitter. I do post gifts of our favorite line awards on Tumblr. Uh, You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me on Twitter at at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. Uh, our next episode comes out in two weeks. Uh, it is going to be on the hundred feed, and it's going, <laughs> and it's going to be about our comfort shows. So um, yes, that is the kind of shade that you think it is. Yeah. So <laughs> that is going to be that. Thanks for listening. Like we said. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you, bye.